0: Hey everyone, um, this is Larissa and Laura and this is our Page Turners book review. Hi there, just before we begin this review, I just like to say that um, today's podcast will deal heavily with uh, topics such as mental health and um, we just like to put a trigger warnings before we begin. So um, we will be talking about suicide, um, self-harm, um, depression, medicine, uh, things like this. Um, so, if this is something that uh, you don't feel comfortable listening, we'd advise not to uh, listen to this podcast. But we will link some resources in the description.
1: So, for page turners, we've devised our own little book rating system, uh, which has ten different categories. Uh, the first is just a star rating; it's our own personal rating how we feel about the book. The second is for the book, uh, relating to the plot, how believable it is, how intense it is, including all the sort of themes that run throughout the book. The next one involves people and characters, how believable and interesting they are, including relationships between all the characters. Uh, The fourth one is about the world building, the setting, how unique, detailed, interesting the whole world is. The fifth one we have is writing style. It also includes how easy it is to read and the pacing of the book and all that sort of stuff. The next one then is spicy romance. So how spicy do these relationships get? Uh, Next one up is the emotional impact. So how emotional it makes the reader when we're getting through this book. Next one up is resolution. How satisfying is the resolution? Is there many unanswered questions? Cliffhangers, all that good stuff um next one up is a a bit of a funky one it's called nerdability and it basically summarizes how enjoyable the book is for the purposes of studying it or rereading it and will include stuff like foreshadowing metaphors comparisons to real life fishes. and then finally do we recommend it and to who we recommend this book
0: um is about A woman called Nora and she becomes very disillusioned with her life. She becomes very unhappy and she attempts suicide and after she does that she finds herself in a library Uh, and this is called the Midnight Library. And it, she meets with her old librarian, uh, an old friend, and basically she has the chance of visiting um, multiple parallel universes, a uh, version of her life. She's different in all of them, but there are an infinite possibilities and different variations of her life, and she gets a chance to visit um, some of them that's what the book's main story is but uh, there's a few more bits and pieces along the way which we will discuss today.
1: So we're gonna start off by going through our own personal rating or our star rating for this book like how much we enjoyed it on like a scale of one to five and I'm gonna kick off by just saying I'm gonna give it this five stars. I don't know where you feel about that but I love this book. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm the same. I
0: absolutely loved it, and it's actually in one of the rare occasions where I also gave it a five star. This never happens. Um, I I loved it. It was emotional. It had some funny bits. It, it had a lot of layers to it, and it's one of those books where I know that if I reread it, I'll find new things that I didn't see it the first read. Um, it's a very quick read as well. Uh, which never hurts but it literally felt like I was strict into reading a self-help book which was was a very uh was a new experience for me there were a few issues uh along the way but not so much I they didn't bother me so much as to uh duck it down the stars. so I think that says it all about the book
1: yeah it's gonna be so- a very
0: positive review today
1: yeah <laughs> for a change
0: for a change <laughs> exactly <laughs> So now we are talking about the plot. Um, I really liked it, but it's it's a funny one because there is a lot of plot and no plot whatsoever at the same time. It's quite hard to, to um, summarize it in a way because uh, she gets to see... A whole lot of different lives, which all have different uh stories behind them. So there's a lot happening, but the main plot line itself is is
1: quite simple.
0: So mm-hmm. what what do you think about this?
1: I don't necessarily know if I agree with the fact that like there there's a plot and then also no plot. Like I think there mm-hmm. there is clearly a plot, and while I love the premise. And it has all sort of things that I want in a book. Um, As in, it's it's got some intense moments. It's 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 got some like really like important themes. I was kind of worried by the premise in the way that it seems to. If you've only read like up to a certain point in the book, it almost seems to kind of romanticize suicide and those sorts of things and mm-hmm. not that it romanticizes it intentionally, but it, it kind of um didn't take the harshness of the the situation that she was in and l- leave that bare. It kind of dressed it up by having this like amazing fantasy creation happen at, like for the second half of the book. While I agree that the the book should have done this in that to have it only be the depression and then the suicide of the early pages of the book would would have been horrendous, that was the only part of the book that was possibly um, a downside for me, Um, was that it did almost read, like, it because, not to spoil the book, but... um, Because things work out um, in a positive light, uh, it kind of made the first part seem almost frivolous or put it in a lighter tone than it would have been had you just read that section and not read the end.
0: Oh, that is very interesting. Yes, because that is true. Um, The the plot does kind of uh, resolve itself quite fast. It comes together quite fast. which is naturally yeah, a short book. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that is true. It can be a, it, it can feather close to being a little bit uh glorifying certain situations. But I think I think um Matt did a good enough job of not crossing the line too much there I yeah considering because he I'm I'm fairly sure I read that he also suffered with depression and this mm-hmm. is you know his stories are heavily inspired by his life Um, I think I think this read a little bit more authentic rather yeah. than him trying to romanticize anything uh, in a way I wonder if maybe this was uh, his way of trying to give himself a bit of hope as well
1: no, it it read very true yeah. to life, um, as it definitely came from someone's own experience. Even if he's, you know, it's partly his own experience and partly other people's stories. Yeah, Um 100%. It comes across as very real. Um, so I don't think all I say it it's romanticizing some parts. I don't think ever there was even <laughs> the remotest intent to romanticize anything. But it just comes across very real but then to have the way the story works out um it kind of made didn't make light of it but it it didn't deal with the consequences of these sorts of um actions and uh in the way that um other books could have Sorry, I don't know where
0: I'm going with this anymore. <laughs> no, no, I a hundred percent understand what you're saying, and I think I don't think it was the plot or the story itself. I just think sometimes with um with novels, there's a certain there's a certain uh uh what's it called a certain way books are written. So you know you have the beginning, you have middle action, then you have a climax, and then you have the resolution, and this is how most bits of uh of media are done. You know, even in films, you mm-hmm. have that, and I think sometimes uh the the format of the of the book uh, might harm the message just a little bit just because you know like you said depression is such a serious thing and it can't just it can't just be solved by one action and i think this is this is what you may be getting at is that all of yeah. a sudden her life was completely changed well which which you know it can be like well you know when she comes back she's still going to deal with that but to counter with that though i feel like The reason why it might have felt that way is because um, we, like, did you notice that we were privy to some of the lives that she jumped into? But some lives were summarized in, like, a sentence. So to us, while it might have been just two pages, to her it might have been, like, uh, about 20 years worth of living that she has yeah, done between lives. Some of
1: these lives for like weeks and even months and yeah. some of the longer ones, and we don't always get to, to see mm. the full story of that. So the fact that uh, when she enters the midnight library, time stops for her real original life. Um and then because she spends so much time in the midnight library and she's like literally living lives for weeks, months, days, depending on the life. I know she has lived probably at this point extra years of her life to kind of <laughs> yeah. grow, develop, change her perception of things. Um, But it just doesn't sit exactly right. That when she is in her present time, her perception is so different than... How it was before time froze for her. I it just like I know she's had extra time that isn't actually real time, but it it just it, it, her life flipped around so quick.
0: I think I mm-hmm. do think the author was probably anticipating this kind of uh
1: this kind of but criticism. Yeah. No, I think it is dealt with in the best way it could have been. I just yeah, there's they still want to just acknowledge the fact that it just didn't sit entirely right. <laughs>
0: yeah a hundred percent i completely understand where you're coming from and you know it, it's just something really hard uh to manage when you're writing about uh serious topics like mental health and then having to keep it in a certain story format um it does mm. it, it's one of them has to has to give in a little bit you know um but i i do think the writer did the best he could uh oh yeah, and, yeah. I completely agree with your criticisms, though, as well. But uh, I think I think they're they weren't as as apparent to me. I guess
1: mm-hmm. that's fair. Um, so,
0: how would you rate the the plot? Then
1: I think I'm going to give it a four out of five, just because while I love the premise, I I love like all the detail. Like, the themes are dealt with really, really well, like, even acknowledging what we've just talked about. The the part that makes me drop it from a five to a four is, is just the believableness of it all. Um, okay. Just because from the start of the book, you can literally see her count through the reasons and the the things in her life that are going wrong. And then literally almost, it seems like within 24 hours of her having her life back, everything has sort of resolved itself. And Mm -hmm. I know this it's probably done from the story point of view, because it's literally a case of all these issues that she saw at the first half part of the book were not actual issues that um, it it was just the perception she was in. And she hadn't given these problems enough time to resolve themselves and she needed to have the moment to get the chance to resolve them. It just felt like it would have been better if the resolution had been spread over a few days. Um,
0: Okay.
1: But that could just be me. No,
0: actually, if I do think about it, that that was the one thing that I was like, okay, this, this just came together a bit too quick. Um, and it's definitely something we can like uh, explore more in like the not section of the of mm-hmm. the review. But I, I agree with you there. I did feel like it was, not that it was rushed because it didn't, it's not that it felt rushed. It just felt, like you said, a little bit unrealistic, like maybe spread it out of you a, yeah. few, a, a bit more. It
1: really well, it just, I didn't, like 100% believe that this was a likely yeah. scenario okay
0: perfect yeah so yeah no you're right yeah <laughs> I, I will give it 4 out of 5 too just because you are right That is, that was something that came to my mind as well so uh, we'll agree on this one
1: <laughs> I'm right okay so next we're gonna talk through all the characters in this book so I think it's only fair that we start off with the main character, Nora. I don't know how you read her, but I felt like she was possibly one of the most real characters I've read in a while. Um I don't know if that's just because the sort of issues that are dealt with in the book make it um a lot more of a of a deeper subject so it's it's, it's 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 less like oh I'm gonna run through the forest. It, it's like it's a real scenario. So she yeah. she she reads is very real to me.
0: No, I agree with you. Um, and I found her to be quite. I know I know the word relatable. Uh, but <laughs> she was she was quite a relatable character, but in in like a good way. Um, because you know. Uh, we read a lot of fantasy, uh, number one, we read a lot of fantasy, romance fantasy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times the characters are like under 18, like the the, the oldest person, uh, the oldest character that I have encountered in a fantasy so far was when the character was like 19. Um, but other than that, they're very young, you know, uh, they're ready to die. They're ready to save the world and stuff. And I like this. She was a bit. She Nora is thirty five. She was a bit older, uh, which is always nice and refreshing. Um, you know, just mm-hmm. how it was with the discovery of witches. Like I like that the character was a bit older. You know, um, because I'm a bit tired of, uh, of just reading about kids doing stupid
1: stuff. But <laughs> I think it also suits <laughs> the character a lot more as in she fits into the plot a lot better now that she has some experience and age behind her
0: and also it just kind of goes to show you know you can't change your life at any age it does it genuinely doesn't matter and that that mm-hmm. would fit in so well with the message and another thing that I really really liked about Nora is that you know a lot of the times when you read a obviously a plot-driven story it's more about the plot you don't get as much character whereas this book I feel was a very character-based book and I liked that Nora didn't just have one interest she had so many interests like she was interested in music but she also liked swimming but she also uh, liked composing uh making up songs she liked uh she liked glaciers and like ice and stuff like that like there's so Super much that smart. she enjoyed I mean, doing
1: things like the rain on Venus is made of acid and like that sort of shit. Like it's just <laughs> like she had, yeah. I think it, it kind of highlighted to me anyway, that like, well, for me, Nora is meant to be a representation of all of us. As in we literally have so much potential to do literally anything and everything we do mm-hmm. is just a choice and um, a decision. And sometimes it doesn't always feel like you have a say in that decision but like it doesn't stop or hinder your potential to do anything
0: a hundred percent and you know like also another fun thing is she studied philosophy which i study philosophy you know so i was like oh finally i get all these references in this book <laughs> which was which was a new experience for me but uh and you know again i kind of related to her in the sense that you know i too have a lot of interest in my life you know i I like philosophy and you know I study law as well and and I like art but I also like writing and reading and so many things and a lot of the times I like I personally have a bit of anxiety thinking about all these things that I could potentially be doing and there's just so many things I enjoy and I don't know which way to go and this book was a lovely a, a lovely reminder that like you know it's okay to take it easy and um there are you have so much potential to do whatever you want but it doesn't mean that if you go down a, a pathway you have to regret all the other pathways that you didn't take it, mm-hmm. I, I just really love that idea you know because the whole point of the book that I got anyway especially from the character of Nora was you know um, any life that you choose will have regret well not regrets, sorry will have disappointments and happiness it's just important to live through all of those and experience life. And it was just quite reassuring to me personally, like I genuinely put me in a better perspective about myself, you know, like, it's Mm -hmm. okay, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't spend time worrying that I'm going to regret something, I should just do what I want in the moment. And whichever way my life goes, you know, not to have not to keep on hold uh, holding to regrets of oh i should have been doing this or i should have been doing this or my life would have been happier if i would have done this you know and yeah it just personally that really helped me uh, because you know i'm we're in college now and t- like, you know, everyone tells you there's so many things you can do with your life, you're at the beginning of your life and that can be quite daunting and scary because you don't want to look back in 20 years time and be like, oh no, I regret doing this. Whereas this book was like, no, it's okay. You can just stick with something you want, do it and don't focus on the regrets because any life that you potentially lead will have regret, will technically have regrets. You know, mm. so it's not important focusing on those. It's important to focus on actually living.
1: Yeah. Shall jump was really off of cool. that? Um, mm-hmm. Because, well, I, I agree. I got, I got the exact same message from the book, and I, it was like so wholesome to read. Um, and I know we didn't get the full um like rundown of every life that Nora jumps into, uh, every yeah. book that she opens. Um, but of the ones that we did get, it felt like it, it kind of let down the message a little bit when I was reading it again for the second time, just because um, each of the lives she jumped into, she it seems like she stuck to one clear path for her entire life. Um, as in, she always wanted to play music, and then you know there's a there's a life where she's like a rock star. Um, and that seems to be the goal she worked for her entire life, and then this is the goal where she pursues sewing and it's she pursues that for her entire life. There doesn't seem to be a life that she jumped into where she was constantly changing things about her life. Um, it almost seems like each life only had one, like so one main purpose. And I know that's not how the lives actually were because a lot of the lives dealt with oh is she, does she have a fulfilling career is she happy how is her family dealing with how's her friends and like it does have the well-roundedness behind it so it doesn't um jump out as a as a big problem but um I just would have liked to see her live a life where there, there was less clear direction and like if she's you know like you say, it, she goes to college. She does. She does a degree. She does a gets a job from that degree. But then she decides she hates it. She does something else. Like that would be <laughs> so refreshing to read.
0: <laughs> see I feel like um the reason why that might have come across is because um, Nora just kind of gets a glimpse of that life so mm. uh, maybe it maybe in the rock star life maybe she did something else before that but she wouldn't necessarily know because she doesn't yet have the memories yet because she didn't assimilate oh, into okay. the new life you know what I mean so maybe perhaps there was uh such a life and you We're know' um, dealing it's- with the presence of that new reality yeah. For her. Okay. Exactly. And in a way I think it's because um when she, I think another reason why that might have come across is because she has very clear regrets at the beginning and those are the yeah. ones that she's targeting and because those regrets are so strong she probably modeled one of the lives r- uh, around those regrets and that's why it came yeah. across as such a strong one note kind of life. Um mm-hmm. I can completely understand your perspective there. I think perhaps it's just because of the nature of of the Midnight Library that might have been why you felt that way. Yeah.
1: All it really highlights to me is that I wanted this book to be longer.
0: Yes, I agree. It was very quick and I would have loved to know more about Nora. And, you know, I just, I really liked her character. I liked, she felt real. She felt... I don't know. She just felt good, and and another thing that I actually took me by surprise about her character is she was quite funny as well, like in a in a bit of a sarcastic, yeah. dry <laughs> humor. I think there was one line uh, that I remember, for example, it was like. In one life, Nora spent all her time on Twitter, uh, ending t- uh, ending conversations by saying "Do better" or something like that. It was quite sarcastic humor, and it took me a bit by surprise mm. because a lot of the times when you read uh, books dealing with a serious topic, um, you don't get that a lot. And I I really appreciated it about her character. I that's it just added another layer and another depth to her. Like she wasn't just she wasn't just um, a, a, like a, a megaphone that the author used to like send messages to us like she wasn't just a, a, like a canvas that the author was throwing stuff at so that we can see it just genuinely felt like a character separate of us like we can we can mm. learn things from her story but she is also her own person separate from us which I really liked
1: okay so do you wanna go through all the other characters that besides Nora um it feels weird grouping them together, but they all have like such little moments here and there, and even then the, the other characters change so much depending on which story Nora is currently in. So like taking the character of Dan, for instance, like in Nora's present life, he he comes across as such like a, a needy, clingy person. Um, which is fair, because he's gotten his heart broken, but um, in other, like, in other the, of the books that Laura, like, steps into the lives of, you see other scenarios where he, like, comes across as, like, such an asshole, even when he's got everything he wanted, which... I think really did a good job for outlining something, but another thing that the author might have wanted to show is that people have these dreams all the time, but even when you are living your dream doesn't necessarily mean that you're happy and you shouldn't necessarily stick to your dream, even if it was your dream, if it's no longer your dream. (laughs) Yes, I can compl-
0: I totally see that and you know, I think another meaning that you can take from it is that you know, s- just some people are going to be unhappy no matter what and it's not your fault if if they seem unhappy. You know, like it- mm-hmm. Nora was feeling guilty in her root life about maybe ruining Dan's like life and then in another life she sacrificed everything for him and he 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 wasn't a good person in like either life so i think that just kind of goes to show that you, even sometimes even if you sacrifice everything for a person they might still not be happy and it's important to take care of yourself first you know i think i think mm. that's really important um because there're just some people who are just are just going to bring you down you know mm. and it's not your fault and you shouldn't uh, feel guilty over that uh i will say though I felt like the the secondary characters were a little bit flat, but I wonder if maybe maybe that actually helped in the long run because I think you know, um, like I deal with my own share of anxieties, and a lot of the times. Um, when you deal with mental health, it can kind of make you feel isolated and it can make you feel like really focused on yourself. And it's quite easy to lose perspective. So I wonder if if that mm. was just a symptom of Nora going through depression that, you know, that's why the characters felt a bit flat because she was so focused on her inner, turmoil that she couldn't see it other people's uh, perspective and I think I think that might might have been on purpose because um, Even towards the end you find out that actually something that she thought was true Turns out it wasn't like uh, uh, the person was uh, upset about something else Whereas she thought that the person was upset because of her Um, And I wonder maybe if that was done on
1: purpose Yeah, it it seemed, I was going to bring up that exact thing, actually, because it seems like her own anxieties and depression tainted her view um, of how she saw herself in other people's eyes, and, it well, also the fact that she gets, um, you know, updates on this person's welfare from somebody else who has a negative view of Nora and has their own issues there so by having this like Chinese whispers of like getting updates from you know family and friends it it kind of feeds into uh, allowing all these sort of like negative thoughts that Nora's having to fester because Mm -hmm. she's not getting any facts, any of her information from the source because all of her like relationships are kind of uh fragile or tense in the beginning of the book. Um 100%, but I thought it was yeah. an interesting uh, thing that she that the author did um having that realisation towards the end that how Nora perceived her relationships wasn't actually how other people perceived perceived them. Um because the yeah, same thing just- happened between Nora and her other friend Izzy and it was an an interesting parallel to have it happen between uh Nora and a family member and Nora and a friend, but have Nora be on both sides of the situation. A
0: hundred percent. And there was there's a line uh that you know that Nora says she she said something like, you know, it's interesting uh how sometimes life gives you a whole new perspective by waiting around long enough for you to see it. Sometimes, you know, like your anxiety and uh, upsetness kind of makes you see, uh kind of makes you feel like you are the whole reason why maybe this other person is upset when actually, you know, you're like not everyone's life kind of revolves around you. Like people have other separate yeah. issues from you in a way. And uh, while this sounds a little bit harsh, I also think it's very helpful because, you know, other people have their own lives and they have other sources of happiness and sadness as well and you know it was a bit humbling in a way you have to look you do have to look yeah. at the full picture and you have to communicate with people you can't just assume that you know you know what I mean
1: yeah like you said it's about giving me such a, these scenarios time to develop and not place your own needs and um, expectations on the situation because then you just could end up being disappointed for no reason the The characters that's why that was just the,
0: to come back to my initial point it, that's why the characters initially felt a bit flat but I do think it kind of worked in the book's favour uh, with the mm-hmm. whole theme of, that the book was going for so I'm not actually going to, uh, to mind as much because <laughs> I do think it worked out uh, in the long run and um, it was just nice to see how basically Nora's action has, actions in one life has affected other people in different lives. Uh, yeah. And things that, like, not to spoil, but not even things that she would have thought were big actually turns out that they they were in other lives. And there's this quote, um, like, you know, they, the author says, never underestimate the big importance of small things, you know? But there's just Mm -hmm. some things that may seem small to you, but they do have an impact, a bigger impact than you'd think. Yeah. So I like that with the other characters.
1: Yeah, I think one thing that's consistent across a lot of the other characters is that uh, they all have their own expectations or desires for Nora. Um, And even with the best intentions, all of those things lead to a negative effect for Nora because it could be as simple as someone thinks that she's really good at something and thinks she should pursue it and da, 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 and it's pushing her towards this life that they think she should have and even in, like the, the best intentioned example I think that was in the book is that Nora was doing something kind for someone that she knew and next of all when this person comes across a solution that means Nora doesn't have to go out of their way anymore they take it thinking that they're being really kind to Nora and, you know, relieving her of this responsibility. But actually that responsibility was grounding her and giving her a purpose. And without that, she began to, like, lose her way. And it kind of was nice to see that um, everyone else's life will influence yours in both good and bad ways, even if they have the best intentions but it's kind of being aware of that and Mm -hmm. it kind of makes me want to like be more aware of my own relationships in my real life and not assume that I I know what's best for anyone else or you know take anything for granted um which is a really nice takeaway to get from the book
0: there's a lot of takeaways from the book, and I think we'd need like <laughs> hours upon hours to talk about all the, we'd need all a the things. Session. <laughs> we would, but it's crazy though because the book I think is only like 290 pages, and there's so much to talk about yeah. it, and it just goes to show that you know the writer is very, very talented. Um, so that's amazing, exactly. So, I think that's kind of all I have to say about characters. Why would you rate this?
1: I feel like I'm going to give it... I, I See, I want to give it a 5 out of 5 just for Nora. But You did make a good point that all the other characters are kind of set up to teach Nora's story better rather than to have their own development. So I think I'm going to give it a 4 overall. Okay. I
0: think, I think I'm going to give the author the benefit of the doubt in this section and just say, okay, he did this on purpose. I'm going to, I'm going to convince myself that he did this on purpose. uh, Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to give him five. Uh, I'm going to give this section five. Yeah. Five out of five. Perfect. And I think we're going to move on to the world building, which I'm just going to say this at the beginning. I'm not like the minute quantum physics was mentioned in the book. My brain just shut off because I was like, not even going to attempt to understand this. I do law with philosophy. I'm a I'm an I'm a humanities student. If you tell me if you start a sentence by saying, well, according to quantum physics, I will not listen. My brain will just <laughs> refuse to listen. So honestly, I can't really tell what exactly uh, the explanation for the Midnight Library was. I just know it was something with quantum physics, parallel universes, and that was kind of it. That is all I got from it. Maybe you got a bit more, but sorry, my my little my little um, uh, language based brain cannot comprehend anything
1: else. <laughs> um, I mean. I don't think the, the explanation was all that important. It, it's basically just having the concepts of a multiverse. Um, so all these, in you know, a, a a change in direction in your life. But it's basically saying that there is a, a life out there somewhere where you have made every different decision ever. And for everyone else, that is also the same. So, there is an infinite amount of lives out there. Um, So, the Midnight Library is basically the place in which Nora gets the ability to go between the lives that she could have led from that point on. So, like, she can't change decisions um, that, like, I don't know, don't involve her necessarily. They're all decisions that she had to make. Which is a really cool twist on the multiverse. It's not just stepping into any life um, that you, you you never existed for. She she only like can step into lives that she was actually present for. Um, yeah. Which is, which is a cool way of doing it.
0: Um, um, one note, though.
1: Quantum physics. No idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one note, though, about the world building. Um, I just... Where exactly did the other Nora go when the root life Nora happened to stumble on this other version? Because, like, was the other Nora suspended in space or something? Like that's why I I was just like, what happens to the other Nora? <laughs> I
1: just couldn't help think, you know, where exactly did she go? Um, I, think I that wish explains that. Um, Does it? But I could be wrong here. Um, in that. In Nora's original life, she um, reaches the point where she's on the brink between life and death, which is how she manages to enter the Midnight Library. But it's kind of explained in that the time is exactly midnight. And if the time was to ever move forward, um, the Midnight Library begins to crumble. So while she is there and she's going through all these lives, um, her original life, time hasn't moved forward, not even a second. So she doesn't disappear or anything. She's probably just like half unconscious in her room in the scenario that she was when before she entered the uh, midtime Midtime. Midnight Library.
0: Yeah. Um, But see, what happened... But I'm just kind of wondering more about, you know, how she can stumble on a different life, like a different book. And she sort of takes over the body of the Nora in that in that life and also you know there's that thing where where the librarian says if you really enjoyed that life you will just assimilate into it and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you're gonna get all the memories and stuff and you're gonna forget about the midnight library so if if the original nora takes over the life of like nora uh, number (laughs) 10,021 yeah (laughs) yeah, exactly what happens with the nora 2.0 you know like where does that one go (laughs) you know what i mean i i wish Um, i wish i would
1: have known that i assume assume it's um something weird kind of like they're they're put on the bench as if they're like on the sidelines for life (laughs) um that's so sad like actually when you think about it because like that person was a person living their own existence um but Nora's just like stepped into their life because she can. Oh yeah. god, why did you make this so convoluted? I haven't thought about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's um see, I was uh, I was at a book club uh talking about this book, and a lot of people were wondering about that. It's like, where does it what happens then? Which you know, I wish that thing would have been explained a little bit because it just gives me it makes me a little bit anxious. It's like Cause imagine if this was real and we're just doing our own thing and all of a sudden this other par otherworldly parallel universe, Larissa, comes along, takes over my body, and just like takes over my life. It's like, no, thank you. (laughs) What happens with me?
1: Unless (laughs) like, you know, Larissa 2.0 uh, who is now taken over your life replaces you, and original you now gets to do your own Midnight Library. Well, I don't know. Oh, that would be. I haven't seen it's this intriguing. at all. That, that's very cool. Very that's, scary that's... thought. But <laughs> well,
0: yeah, this is this you know in the theme of philosophy that was throughout this book. This is a this is something to philosophize on. You know. Hmm. Well, you're the yeah. expert, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh am i am i uh i think maybe maybe it is the case of um because nora sorry the original nora seems to assimilate into the new life maybe maybe both noras kind of like merge together i guess but you know that oh, also makes th- yeah okay but also that kind of poses questions about identity like is the new Nora not an imposter You know, because even she mentions it a few times. It's like she doesn't feel like she earned this happy life, or you know, she she felt that a bit like a an impostor.
1: Imposter syndrome,
0: ever? Yeah, God,
1: much oh. to think,
0: much much to think about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll I'll pin this, I'll pin this somewhere in the corner of my mind and uh, think about it some other time because. It really it is something you could talk about this alone for literally hours. Oh, don't start. Sorry. No, no. (laughs) Can't 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 do this. (laughs) Too much philosophy for today. Oh no. But yeah, and that would be the reason like why I would give it four out of five, just because I do wish that would have been explained just a little bit. Um, I, I, I I don't think. In the grand scheme of the story, it affected the story like at all. It's just,
1: yeah.
0: It's just I just wish I mean, for myself. I didn't
1: think of it until you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wish I would have known. Yeah, hmm.
0: um,
1: but it is a really cool point
0: because then you also wonder what about the other Noras in the parallel lives? Do they all automatically also get a midnight library because the initial Nora did, or you know, I don't have a good answer. I
1: don't have any answers.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's why I give it four out of five for this particular section.
1: Because it just let my brain fill in the blanks of what I thought it was going to be. So it allows for a lot more imagination and like reader input into how they see the story playing out. But I think it would have been nice to, for some scenes to have a bit more of a stronger foundation in reality, particularly towards the end of the book. Because I know uh, in some scenes at the start, there's a lot more focus on like setting, um, which makes sense given that it is the start of the book. But a lot of the lives that Nora jumps into are jumped into so quick, and then jumped out of again that it didn't really feel like th- the life was a full life, uh, that was real. Um, just because of how brief it was, it didn't have the time for a lot of the description that I might have wanted. And um, I know I've said it already, but it basically just boils down to I wanted more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think this book could have um if if the writer wanted he really could have made it way longer.
1: Yeah. I think I think it is probably the best thing that he left it the length that it is, because I think it's a lot more palatable to anyone. And I think this book probably uh could and maybe should be read by everyone um (laughs) because it is really easy to get into and um the pacing is good and the length is good as it is I just for people who are already readers I want to read literally everything about this universe having the book be relatively short is a bit of a letdown because you miss out on the things that might be Mm -hmm. in a book had it been longer like more descriptions and like more buildable setting and da, 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 da. so I'm also going to give it a 4 out of 5 <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow we agree again what
1: is this Great. okay so we're going to move on to the writing style which includes stuff like how easy it is to read and the pacing and all that jazz so I personally think it's super easy to read Uh, It doesn't come across um, as, like, I don't know, convoluted or overly complex. And even though there is references to things that, like, not every person understands, like, you know, quantum physics or details about living your life as a glaciologist, or however you pronounce that word, (laughs) um, I don't think those sort of, like, small little details Really take away anything from the book, um, because it's just done so well, and I think the pacing is pretty much flawless in terms of term what the author wanted to do for this story. Um, as a reader, I want more, but I think that the author did the best thing for the book possible, which was to keep it kind of short and sweet and focus on the message. I don't know how you see that, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I agree. I have to agree there because I think it was done it was written very well. It was so easy to read. It was the pages it just kept going and it's it's so funny because I actually had to force myself to read it slowly because it was just so easy to just absolutely inhale the book, right? So quick. Um but mm. um I also really liked how the chapters had like funky names and I liked how the, some of chapters were like a page long you know and yeah. i, I like that they i like that the writer was just like okay i don't care i'm just doing my own thing because i think it worked with the story so well uh, it was funny it was you know a, it gave you a lot to think but it was very palatable i i genuinely think anyone could read this like it's really good um and i think the writer is 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 ve- a very good writer and i was actually looking at his other works uh, because if his other books are like this one I think I would really love it uh, so mm-hmm. I know I writing style perfect really really yeah. good and the pacing was yeah. so good as well because because you <laughs> think it would get repetitive right if she kept going into so many lives you would think it would get repetitive but it didn't and it just yeah. goes to show how talented he was and how Nora as a character grew and even though this this story was short, she had so much development, um which it's just insane. so I yeah i would I would give this five out of five. I have absolutely no complaints, you know,
1: yeah, not not like, solo because they all relate to each other, but like they all capture a scene perfectly, um, kind of like their mini episodes on like a TV series or something. They're all yeah. Kind of self encapsulated, which is really cool.
0: Yeah. And it was so funny because, like, the writer was shortened to the point. It's like, this is what I want to say. This is it. Here you have mm-hmm. it. Here's the sentence. Yeah. Like, just take it, you know? Like, there was nothing unnecessary in the book. I think it was edited very well as well. Like, there was nothing extra in it that didn't make sense in it. Everything was perfect.
1: Yeah. Like, there's literally a chapter that is, in a, that is a sentence um yeah. <laughs> which is so for me but it it and sums then, up exactly the reaction you would have for, for that moment yeah. so it works yeah and then there's
0: like a few chapters of it's just like uh Nora's facebook update or something like that which uh, yeah. i don't know i really liked it it was it, it took um it was a nice break in between like heavy chapters
1: a lot of the t- the topics that are dealt with are are kind of done very tactfully but it deals with so much more than the main plot line um so like obviously that the topics like we've said of like mental health depression like even self-harm come up in this book but it also deals with things like um taking celebrities as idols and like celebrity worship and that sort of culture and um Like living in the public eye and having a a public persona versus a private person. How those two can be so drastically different. And even with the main plotline, I feel like even though the book uh, to me reads like a kind of a witty fictional take on a self-help book. It doesn't come across as preachy in any way. Some self help books out there have the reputation of there's really only like one way to, you know, solve all these like issues and whatever. But um, I think this book kind of has a very healthy take on it that doesn't come across um, as if it's the only solution out there because it does like deal with things like how your perception changes with like new information and time and but also deals with you know um taking medication to assist your situation and doesn't add any shame to that scenario which so many other people have done um and there's a history of so I think the book offers the fact that coping and doing well can exist in many forms
0: there's so many times where yeah even with like medicine and stuff it's like just just go outside just take a walk outside and you'll be fine and it's like it works that works for some people and that doesn't work for other people and I liked it how you know depending on the life that Nora had she needed Mm. pills or she did eat pills, or she was doing something that was helpful. Where whereas in other lives it wasn't, and yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's just you know, like every life is different, and there's no like one size fits all. And I like that it was subtly, so subtly, 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 <laughs> it was it was low key, uh, you know, uh, put in there in the book. And I like, I really yeah. like that. I agree. That's not. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're very right. I like that. Very much. So, how <laughs> how would you rate? How would you
1: rate rate this section? Uh, I um definitely giving this a five out of five. I think it's phenomenally done. So, usually in our reviews, we have obviously the
0: spicy romance section, but I think it's superfluous in this uh, in this review. So, I do am I do I keep mispronouncing words? Superflu- superfluous? What? How do you say that? Superfluous. Okay, superfluous. You get me. There we go. Uh, so-, <laughs> so, see, this is how you can tell that I read a lot of books because I read the way... I, I pronounce words the way I read them. So, again, not my fault. Not my fault. Just mm-hmm. putting it out there. But anyway, uh, so we'll skip over that because it doesn't really make sense with the book at all. Like, the book... Didn't really have a lot of uh, romance. Like it had a little bit, but it it it, it just doesn't yeah, feel right. None to of it, it really
1: qualifies as spicy. Like there is mentions yeah. of romantic relationships, but it's it, there's nothing sexual about it. So it feels weird to like give it a ranking when it probably doesn't even deserve the category. Um, so yeah, I think we're just exactly. move exactly. To like the emotional like side of things
0: which might i just say there was
1: a lot a lot and i lived for every bit of
0: it and i think you know one of the main themes was about love but it wasn't like just romantic love it was love in general mm-hmm. for everyone around us and you know um the author quotes Arthur Schopenhauer um, you know and he says compassion is the basis of morality and uh, how are the t- what ties us to the universe and to the to what ties us to earth and and things like that is the love we have for one another and there were a Ooh. lot of emotional moments, um, really really lovely emotional moments um th- the book is full of it I can't even pick things out because there's just so much
1: and i think yeah. I, th- I think it's kind of nice for the person to like read it for themselves and come across these yeah. things. i think pointing them out to someone who hasn't read it would possibly take away from them when they finally read it but i do not want to do that <laughs>
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. You're so right. It's it, it's just this book is such an experience and this is one of the biggest experiences. So I think this is something that people have to experience for themselves. Wow, I said mm-hmm. like experience so many times in the past in the past <laughs> 30 seconds.
1: I think to start off, I'm going to say that I am probably going to give this uh, a four out of five on the emotional scale. Um, I'm not to say that it doesn't it isn't a five out of five. But I think just for the intensity of the emotions, this book had me like on the verge of tears so many times. But there was never really a point where I I had to stop and close the book to like, you know, take a minute to breathe. And that's probably the difference between for me a four out of five and a five out of five is that I didn't need a break to to like chill myself down.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> but having said that, the moments that were in this book um were intense, both in like sadness, beauty, pain, uh love. Um uh, like there's a lot of emotions going on here. And I think the build-up for all of them is is really poignant. Um, another word that I probably can't pronounce right, but have read so many times, I think I know how to say it. <laughs> see, you um... think. See, this is the difference between us, Laura.
0: You say a word that you think you mispronounce, and turns out you actually pronounce it right. I pronounce words, and I assume they're right, and turns out fifty percent of them I mispronounce.
1: So okay, but have me so... read the book in Romanian and see how I do then. <laughs> That's a challenge and a half, cause yeah. even
0: I struggle with uh, with that. So that that says that says <laughs> enough. That says enough. Uh, yeah, I I think you're right there. Um, I think the only time where I'm ever going to give a book a five out of five for emotional is when I have snot and tears running down my face and I have to stop yeah. and and just Until like take a deep a breath.
1: Ball, I don't think it counts.
0: <laughs> exactly. So this wasn't a snot fest, but it was uh, a teary moment. So I will also give it yeah. a four out of four out of
1: five. I don't want to give the impression that because the book deals with all these like heavy topics that it's a four out of five out of pure sadness. I think the happy moments in this book made me just as emotional as some of the sad moments. So I'd like to think that it is a healthy balance between the two. Although obviously I think there is probably a, a, a tip on the scale on the sadder side just from how the story goes. But yeah, it is definitely worth a read. And um, I don't think it's too emotional that you, you you could probably get away with reading this on a public train or like public transport or something. <laughs> but I think for me, this would be what I want to like read Curled Up in Bed. Um, when you have like the time to like, you know, process it, appreciate it, reread those paragraphs that you want to reread because... Some of them I've reread multiple times, just to be like, "Oh, that paragraph is full of emotion and done so 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 well, well, Laura,
0: both of you to assume that i i i don't uh." already cry on buses or trains like (laughs) both of you to make that statement Uh, i would just like to point out that i literally don't care the bus driver has seen me cry multiple times it's okay we're in college we're going through it you know (laughs) but (coughs) no but i do get what you're saying and i do think i for me actually the happy moments were more emotional than the sad moments because it it was kind of feeling feeling a sort of like not friendship but like you know you you saw nora go through all of this and finally seeing her overcome this it just felt it it just really touched me and the happy moments actually made me even more emotional than the sad moments but in such a good Mm -hmm. way like you finish the book and you feel great after it like you feel emotional but the emotion is mostly of hope yeah yeah Hope, <laughs> exactly. We said that at the same time, see? Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> so much uh, hope and amazing.
1: do I think is a really good takeaway to have from this sort of book. Um, I think if it had had any other ending, I think I would have found it very depressing. Um, but I think the ending that it did have um, perfectly allows the right balance of emotions to happen Mm -hmm. um and and allows the reader to like walk away with the right sort of message
0: um i i won't say anything about that yet because i have some thoughts on the ending but i'll talk about that more in the next section but um yeah it's just i think a takeaway from this book is you know it's it's about letting yourself love the people around you um because yeah, sometimes sadness comes out of that, but a lot of a lot of happiness comes out of it as well. And and I think that's that's such that was one of the main points of the book. Like, you know, life won't always be easy or happy, but those moments of mm-hmm. happiness are worth are worth it. And yeah. life isn't an, is a full experience and it's really important to be there to live it. There's just yeah. And uh, and I what I really liked, like you like you said earlier, it's not preachy. There's no level of, you know, what it'll be all right. Just smile, you know, just smile through the pain. Like it didn't feel like cheap optimism. It genuinely Ooh. felt like the author was trying to sort of share his experience in a way as well, and just to just to tell us that no, you you will have moments where things are going to be bad, but the badness won't always be the bad you know like life isn't just the bad it's also the good yeah. and you should take it all together and i think that's honestly that's such so like it really like it really did change um my
1: perspective on things a lot and i that's just that's to... something i
0: rarely say about books
1: <laughs> uh just to jump off your whole point about um like this book does feature a lot about like building um, you know, love between like all these people in your life but I think I'd like to add that it's also a story about self-love Yeah because a lot of it is about accepting your failings and um, not living in your head too much, like living in the moment without the burden of these regrets and these doubts and accepting that you know things like you said things may not be always okay but it's the knowing that you can handle them and you will be okay because like you have yourself your own support system like your your life will get better and will be worth it in the end um yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the to see the, that whole shift of perspective is really nice.
0: It it really is, and to kind of sum it all up, I think you know, in this one quote, it's like you know, she. I won't. I won't read the quote, but I'll just kind of paraphrase. You know, it's like no, the character kind of realizes that the reason why she she even wanted to end her life it's it's not because um because she was she was upset necessarily but because she didn't see a way out and it's just Mm. such a powerful message that you know then she realizes that she has the potential of getting through it and it's it's pretty much you know you just have to live you just have to live that's that's the one thing about the book that it tells you you just have to live you know yeah and i think that was really lovely and -hmm. really needed in this time as well so yeah
1: Cool. Okay, so we're gonna move on to the resolution talking about stuff like how satifi- satisfying the resolution is. like is there any many like unanswered questions, cliffhangers, a lot sort of stuff. And for me, I think the resolution is very satisfying. I coming up towards the end of the book, I thought it was gonna end differently. And I was going to be very annoyed if it had ended the way I thought it was going to from getting towards the end of the book. But I was very, very glad when it did end the way it did. Um and I don't think besides the question that you brought up earlier about you know what happens <laughs> to the people when you their lives, which I hadn't thought of, I don't think there's that many unanswered questions. um or cliffhangers, I think the whole point of it is is that it ends in a place where you know that n- no matter how Nora's life turns out from that point she will be okay because she's she's got her life to a point where she is, has the right perception of her life now to actually do what she wants to do and like even if she doesn't know what she wants to do she can be okay with that because she knows what's important to her now um and she she recognizes that importance she recognizes that these things that are important to her are actually already in her life even if she didn't fully see them before so I think it's a really really good resolution what did you think
0: I. See, it, just this part, I it's not that I didn't like it because on one part I was so glad like everything came back, came, came back, came out all good together at the end. But um, mm-hmm. on a different level, I kind of wish it didn't end so perfectly. Not that it's like yeah. perfect because there's still there's still like things that you know Nora has to do and stuff like that. It's just um, I wish. I wish two things: either that the resolution would have occurred over a longer period of time, like we mentioned before. Yeah. I do think it should have been like maybe like even you know, like two weeks for some of the things yeah. that happened so quickly. And I will lo- or either that or end it with something else before uh, end it way sooner. Um, it just I, because on once one hand there are a lot of things that you don't know what Nora is going to do now. Like you don't know if she's going to, you know, focus on music or whatever, like that's kind of up to you. So there Mm -hmm. are questions, but other things, issues that were really big in her life get resolved so easily. And I guess in a way it was the author's way of showing that, you know, your problems sometimes aren't as big as you think they are. Like they're, they are like, not that they're easy to overcome, but, you can overcome them, and you, like, it's not impossible, but at the end of the day, it didn't feel super realistic to me, just because it was just, yeah, it, it was just, there was such a pretty bow end at the end, you know, it's like, this is it, it's complete, it's perfect, here you go, I just wish it was just a little a little bit rougher at the end. Yeah. I just wish the edges were left a little bit more uh, frayed, rather than perfectly cut, but... It's just because I feel like it would have uh matched in tone with the rest of the book a bit better. Mm. But yeah. but but it wasn't like it wasn't like it wasn't terrible and it didn't like take away from the book or anything. This was just kind of a personal preference. Because I guess if if other people who Let's say if somebody who doesn't really read that much picks this up, they wouldn't necessarily uh, feel the way I feel. But it's just because I've been reading so like I read so much. It was just kind of I just kind of wanted it to be a little more a little more open ended. But I just think that's kind Mm. of a personal preference, so I can't fault it too much.
1: Yeah, you know, Um, I know this is pretty much exactly what we were talking about at the start. As in the resolution felt like it happened too quickly like it was in the space of like you know a day or two when I think it would have been more realistic over like you said like a week or two um yeah but having thought about this even just for the duration of our recording um going back to what we said about the chapters being exactly as long as they are and what they need to be I think to space out uh, the ending just to have it be more real would have been filling in uh, details that the author didn't necessarily felt that were necessary um, and I think that might have taken away from some of its like genuineness I don't even know if genuineness is a word but <laughs> um, the ending felt really genuine and it did feel real uh, even though it wasn't in highly realistic if that makes any sense Um, yeah
0: I I get you but see the thing is the author because I would have understood if the author has perhaps uh, limited himself over how fast the time period is going to go however throughout the book like like we said earlier, there's some lives where he just writes a sentence about, and those lives could have even been taking place for like a few weeks and he just summed it mm-hmm. up in like one line. So I feel like it's it wasn't impossible to do, and I don't think he needed to add filler to it. Literally, because of the way he structured the book to that point, he could have even had like two weeks later. You know what I mean? It, it could have it it could have uh fit in the book, I think. Um Quite easily, just, just to, me to have.
1: A um, oh, what! I you know how the the start of the book starts with almost like a countdown, as in nineteen years before, and like you know, yeah, so many days before, and hours before. If he had it done, you know, ten days after, <gasps> ten yes! months after, that would have been that would have so wholesome, oh and it literally would have required. You know, maybe an extra page to even like fan out her life from that point for even over years. Like it could have been a sentence or two for the next time jump, and then another like sentence, and then like you know half a sentence, and then you know a few words at the end, and it would have been a nice trail out. Oh my god, that's actually so good, and it would have mirrored the beginning perfectly. Oh my god, Mm. we should
0: we should work as editors. (laughs) That's all I'm gonna say. I know I know I'm so underqualified for this. I know I literally have zero qualifications, but I would just like to say I
1: if feel like any- we've read enough that we have some level of qualification, even if, if it's ani- not a qualification at all.
0: If anyone wants to hire us, we are here. Um we <laughs> if you send us free books, we can edit them for you. You oh, know, yeah. like that's that's yeah. it. Like <laughs> <laughs> But no, that would have I, I- that would have been really cool, I think. And see, that would have mm. been perfectly doing it in a way that's still a little bit more open-ended and stuff and, or like even spaced out. So yeah, uh, I. that's why, that's the only reason, like, I don't know whether to give this particular section, like, I think I will have to give it a three just for me because I know I feel so bad, but that part really did irk me a little bit. Um, okay, that's fair, and because I'm not taking I'm not docking down stars from the overall book, so I think I'm going to uh give myself some breathing space and give it just three for this one.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Um, I'm gonna stick with the four. um, mm-hmm. I think if it hadn't had some of the pacing issues, um, I think I probably would have given it the five um. But like you said, um, there definitely could have been improvements to the resolution, even if the ending was kept like, plot-wise the same, um, to just like structure the trail out of the book a bit better. But I think overall, um, the resolution for this book was so key to get right. And I think, though while it may not be perfect, it is a really really good ending to a really really good book
0: perfect and we are going to move on to the
1: nerdability
0: section and i just have to say that i think this book can be analyzed like can be analyzed in general but it would be a perfect book to to study because there's so many layers and themes going on and Mm. like uh, maybe not so much characters but character um and i was talking about this at the book club um the other day and um the other people said that it, it seems to be that this book is a very popular one for book clubs like a lot mm. of people uh, would choose this to discuss so i think that just goes to show that there is a lot to uh unpack
1: <laughs> yeah um plus i think if anyone who's reading this and enjoyed it the first time I read it, um is also suffering um from mental health issues and depression and those sorts of thoughts. Um for me personally, I found like we said, the book's overwhelming message was hope. Um and to have this book uh be available to really read and like reanalyze and kind of readjust your mindset Back towards that position of hope, I think, is a like not only like an enjoyable read, as many times as you want to read it, but actually could be like a very useful like <laughs> coping tool to like get to put yourself back in someone else's shoes and see their struggle, but see uh, it from the outsider's perspective. Even for a character as relatable as Nora, to see the the whole development from start to finish um is really like self-confirming um yeah that like all these things that seem like such big issues and like things that weigh you down like don't have to they, they are not permanent so you can overcome literally any of them and have it be done in such a like you said a non cheap way is um <laughs> makes it so rereadable. and hopefully this will be a thing that this advice like we said it's it's kind of like a a witty self help book that you've been tricked into reading having it be in such a readable format um makes it so cool for the purposes of rereading it studying it yeah grand, it would be really cool because there's just so much you can go into but i think honestly um i personally would be most looking forward to just rereading this um like even in like you know 10 years time i can see myself rereading this
0: yeah and i think you can get it with a whole new perspective as well i think it's kind of it's one of those books that age with you which sounds mm-hmm. weird because the book doesn't change uh but i feel like it, because the the story itself reflects reflects your own life i think you can find other meanings and other themes as you grow older and have more experience. So this is, it's, it's actually, again, very rarely happens because I read most of my books on the Kindle, but I will actually go out of my way and try and buy this book, you know, in physical form, because I, it's just one of those books that I really want to have and definitely a conversation starter and just brilliant. And uh, yeah, a hundred percent. So yes, it, it is, um, for this topic, it is very, uh, very good to study it and analyze it and all that jazz, all that cool stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely giving it a, a five out of five for readability. <laughs> same here. Same here. Cool. So the final question then is: Do you recommend it, and to whom? And I feel like we've already probably answered this because. <laughs> I feel like I can guess that your answer is very much yes. <laughs> Which would be my answer too. Um, but I don't know if you want to flesh out a bit more about who we would recommend this to. And, like why? So,
0: when I was reading this, I got sort of parallels to other pieces of media. So I will say this. If you enjoyed Soul from Pixar, if you enjoyed Russian Doll from Netflix, or if you enjoyed The Good Place from Netflix again... I genuinely think you would love this uh this book because it has a lot of similar elements and when I was reading it I kind of I I saw the parallels a hey, parallels <laughs> with the other shows and films so um cuz it kind of has a similar theme a similar message as Soul um but mm-hmm. it also has like parallels uh, like in russian doll and and the good place just because it messes up with time and stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah i definitely think that i think maybe i would say that anyone could read this book really uh there isn't something that oh no like the children can't see shield away the children from this like it mm. is quite a i mean it does deal with like heavy topics so i would say maybe from like like Teenagers, like maybe sixteen, seventeen, eighteen plus, I would say, just because it is, it can be a bit heavier. But yeah. I don't think it's it's too dark or like awfully scary or anything. I just think that you would need a little bit of life experience before reading it, just so you can get out more from it. But like we said, you can read it whenever, and you can reread it whenever. So honestly,
1: I can yeah. recommend it to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Um a few points to kind of bounce off that. Um, mm-hmm. you came up with like really good comparisons to things like, you know, soul. Um, and you're gonna laugh at the comparison that jumped into my brain, which was Wandavision. <laughs> um because like Wandavision is a story about like a woman's grief and her struggling to process and having alternate realities and like uh-huh. It, it it felt like that vibe to me so i don't even think this is necessarily a story that is limited to people who like um you know a particular flavor of books or a particular style of um you know entertainment um i think it's it's almost universal in terms of um Anyone could enjoy this book. Um, and I do yeah. agree that there's necessarily an age limit. Um, and even, like, you know, you're saying, like, maybe 16, 17. I think it's possibly more dependent on the person and where they're at. And, like, are they able to have these sort of conversations in their real life um, easily? Like, because um, none of these topics are dealt with in a a detailed way, um, so like there's no um, graphical imagery in this book that is related to any trigger warnings. So in that sense, it's uh, more about how these topics could be broached in your real life that would deem them suitable for any young person. The one thing I did say to friends who I've been since recommending this to is that for me personally. I found the best way to read it was in one go. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know, like, when I'm reading this, I read it on Kindle, it's like recommended or like estimated reading time is like four and a half hours or whatever. That's like, you know, an average reading time. Um, And I have friends who were like, oh, yeah, um, I would not be able to read it that quickly, so I may not be able to read it in one go. And uh, like while that's that's totally fair, like not everyone reads at the same pace. Uh, I feel like the story could be quite disjointed if you were to drop off and pick it up at the the wrong place in the story, uh, or mm. it could leave you with the very wrong impression of where the book is going. I'd recommend it to someone who has either the time or the the pacing to to kind of devote to to go through it quite quickly. Um, I don't think it's necessarily one you'd want to, like, be picking up and dropping down for a long period of time. Um, Just because I think it could be kind of disjointed uh, and possibly not get the full message of the book. Um, So I think it would be best, like,
0: in one go. (laughs) Yeah no, that's so fair. but then again you have like superpower like reading superpowers Jesus Christ you you literally read like 100 pages in like a minute. but <laughs> for for other <laughs> mortals such as me who do mm-hmm. not possess that superpower uh, <laughs> I will say I did read it in in like four sittings, but that's just because I wanted to really like um kind of like let it sit with me. but you are mm-hmm. right. it's just important to, um like and, and like i said i read it like one day after the other so i didn't actually leave any time in
1: between it was yeah, just like a day I think uh and time. also I think if you were to, like, yeah. read something leave it for a week and then come back it
0: possibly yeah
1: wouldn't sit as well
0: yeah no that that i agree i do think you have to read it like it uh, maybe a bit every day and maybe just to be aware at what point you're stopping to read because I was I was quite clearly stopping after she like finished a life or anything you know like Mm. rather than just leaving in the middle of something because then it it can like mess up with the way with the way you 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 understand the book so yeah 100% there that's that's actually a good point to make uh yeah yeah. and yeah bottom line read this
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Literally anyone can read this and I'm going to say should read this. Um, Yeah. So I want to just scream about it to all of my friends and probably will for many, (laughs) many weeks to come. So this is a a forewarning and apology to all of my friends from this point onwards. (laughs) this should be
0: no people should be grateful laura for you introducing them to this book so see mm-hmm. it's all about perspective it's all about perspective <laughs> see, we're learning lessons
1: in the book already
0: <laughs> this is it's our character development moment now that's it mm-hmm. it's our time to shine <laughs> but <laughs> yeah that was that was the review for this week and we hope you enjoyed it uh
1: yeah so like final thought would just be that like even if you are like a fan of this book and have read it um and you're going to recommend it to someone else um just do be aware that there are trigger warnings involved in this book so may not be to everyone so if you're going to recommend it to a friend do let them know before you just say blindly read this <laughs> um but otherwise yeah recommend it to literally everyone <laughs>
0: Amazing. Uh, I 100% agree. And w- thanks for listening to us. Um, Because every time we see a new listener uh, on our data, it makes us very happy. So we really <laughs> appreciate that. And yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to uh, two random gals just uh, chatting away about books. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.